Welcome to the Torah Sisters Podcast. I'm Amy K. Gunther, and I love Yeshua, and I keep the Torah. I created Torah Sisters to help other like-minded women have a place to connect, grow, and be encouraged. Go to TorahSisters.com and sign up to get my free emails. And while you're there, also visit the store to subscribe to Torah Sisters Magazine. You can also get free stuff and lots more. I hope that you feel at home here. Hi, Tori sisters, it's Amy Kay. In this episode, let's talk about a question a lot of you have asked me over the years and wanted me to address. Can you wash dishes on the Sabbath? If you've been keeping Torah for a while, you've already decided where you land on this. So this is more for those of you who are new to Torah, or you're um, looking at this again, or you're just, you're not sure. So just to preface this, I am not the boss of you. I say that all the time because I mean it. I am not an authority over any of you. I am just Amy. And what I'm going to share here is Amy's interpretation of scripture, Amy's opinion, Amy's understanding. Uh, And you know what? Sometimes later on in my walk, I change my mind on things. So always, always when it comes to these kinds of topics, look at the scriptures for yourself. Um, and it's good to poll different people and to ask people what they think. And I used to be afraid to say anything about anything. But the older I get, the more I can see that the older women are supposed to mentor the younger women. And it's okay for me to do my best and my understanding right now and to share what I think. So I think, yes, you can wash dishes on Shabbat. That's the short answer. You can just keep, quit listening right now. <laughs> but if you want to talk about it a little more, here we go. Yes, I think it's okay to wash dishes and to keep your kitchen clean and tidy on the Sabbath uh, for for a lot of reasons. The number one reason I think it's okay is because nowhere in Scripture is it prohibited. There are some rules about the Sabbath in Scripture, although not very many, but none of them address washing dishes on the Sabbath. The only day that I would not wash dishes for sure would be on Yom Kippur. Um, Yom Kippur has some very unique commands about not doing any work of any kind. And I don't even think we're supposed to eat on Yom Kippur. So there's really not dishes to wash. However, if you had a very young child who needs a a bottle or something, you got to rinse out the bottle, you know. And so that's kind of what this is about, right? Since first of all, there's I don't see any command in in the Torah or anywhere in the scriptures prohibiting keeping your kitchen tidy and washing your dishes. In fact, quite the opposite. A lot of Torah and, you know, the scriptures as a whole show us that God values cleanliness and, and God values order. And so to let our kitchens or our houses become really disgusting is not really, I don't think, in keeping with Torah. Now, does that mean that if your house is dirty, you're not a Torah keeper? No, that is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that we serve a, a, a God of order. And so he doesn't want us just because it's the Sabbath. I don't see anywhere, at least in scripture, where he then gives us permission to become really filthy people. Now, I don't like to do dishes on the Sabbath. I prefer not to do dishes on the Sabbath. 
but that's my preference. That word prefer, it's just Amy's preference. And I, and most of my friends don't like to do dishes on the Sabbath. However, we don't let our kitchens get super disgusting and filthy either. There's some alternative ways around this. So I want to tell you a story. Um, When I first started keeping Torah, I was still married back then. And my husband was not a Torah keeper. A lot of you already know that. And my understanding as a brand new Torah keeper was that I was not allowed to wash dishes. And a lot of my understanding, you know, our understandings, uh, especially when we're new, you don't have time to study it out, as they say. You kind of just do what the people around you are doing, which is understandable. And I, I guess back then the people I was around, maybe in a Facebook group, were of the opinion that you should not wash dishes on Shabbat. Of course, it still must might have been just their preference, but I misunderstood. And I thought that you couldn't anyway. So I was, I was normally pretty good at keeping my kitchen tidy, getting dishes done and going to bed with the kitchen clean and really tidying up a lot after every meal. But then I started keeping Torah and I wanted to do it right. And I, it, it turned into starting Friday at sundown until Saturday night on sundown. I let the dishes stack up. I didn't wash them because I thought I wasn't supposed to. And so it turned into Sabbath was the only day that my kitchen got really cluttered and dirty. And it didn't take long. And my husband said, no. Like, I mean, he was very tolerant of me keeping Torah, of me eating clean and, and doing the feast and going to a Sabbath study with my friends. But this was the thing where he said, no, this is not okay. The kitchen cannot become a disaster. I mean, the sink was overflowing with dishes. I mean, we had three young kids and it was, we didn't have a huge kitchen. It was, it was very messy <laughs> and it very much unsettled him and he couldn't stand it. And he said, Amy, the rest of what you're doing is fine, but I can't handle a really dirty kitchen for a full 24 hours. You've got to not do it like this. And right away I knew, okay. So, and you guys have watched my other videos, you know that I, I think you have, if you're in that difficult position like I was, you have to honor your husband. So right away, I changed how he did that. And I started where I would wash the dis- dishes on the Sabbath and keep the kitchen clean. Uh, and then, you know, I'm not married to him anymore, but I still keep the kitchen clean. Now, like I said, I prefer not to have a lot of dishes to do. And there are some ways around that. But ladies, we have to be very careful to not say, if I have to do dishes, then my Sabbath is ruined. Or, and I've done it too. Like I have in my head, Sabbath is set apart for me because I don't have to do dishes. Well, those are circumstances that can change. And if those circumstances were to change in our life, is your Sabbath all of a sudden ruined? I would say no. So therefore, on the flip side, you can't let your satisfaction in Sabbath, your, your, your deep soul Sabbath rest be dependent on something that is not even addressed in scripture. So your Sabbath rest of your soul cannot be dependent on um, not changing diapers or not taking care of your animals because we have to take care of our animals. We have to change diapers. We have to eat except on Yom Kippur. We have to... Um, take care of our kids. Uh, Some of you are caregivers. 
So some people have a job where they get paid to take care of people, right? And then they might say, oh, on Sabbath, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to take care of someone on Sabbath. I'm, I need to rest. My Sabbath would be ruined. Well, then what if someone in your family needs a personal caregiver? A lot of you just have to do it. It's just in your family. So that is not part of breaking the commands. And it cannot be something that is deeply tied to our satisfaction in Sabbath. Um, it has to just always be in our hearts. I prefer this, but this is okay, Father. This is how it is. So let me give you examples. There are, um, it's really easy to confuse our, our American blessed way of life with this must be what we're supposed to do. Here's an example. Some, uh, there are people in history, a lot of people in history throughout thousands of years, and there are people now around the world who don't have cupboards full of dishes. Uh, a friend of mine tells a story, I think she was reading a book of pioneer days, or someone else was telling me a story of someone in another country, very, very poor, and this woman had one dish. But she had the gift of hospitality, and she would invite people to her home on Shabbat to break bread but they had to take turns eating because she only had one dish. She was so poor. And so one person would eat. And then you know what she did? She washed the dish and put food on it for the next person. And they took turns like that. So can you tell that woman, oh, you can't wash dishes on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is set apart. You can't do that. Of course you can't tell her that. Or um, the people from long ago before, you know, dishes were a luxury item for a long time, the kinds of dishes that we all have in our homes. So we have to be careful to not look at our American way of life and say, well, I wouldn't possibly want to run wash dishes. And even then the way we wash dishes is so new, like having all this indoor plumbing and a sink and even a drain, you know, people used to have to carry their water in and then carry it out. It was a huge chore to do dishes. And now we have it so easy. And I think um, people would, would laugh at us. My friend says this, people of old would laugh of, laugh at us for calling washing dishes the way we do it work. <laughs> it's not work. They would look at it and say, that is a cakewalk. You have this thing and you you pull this little lever and water comes out and it just goes away. You don't even have to carry your water away. They would be amazed and that would not be work to them at all. So what I'm saying is this word work can be relative. It can mean different things to different people, especially to spoiled Americans like ourselves. And I shouldn't always say spoiled, blessed. We just have it so good. We forget that most of history and in a lot of the world today, it's not like this for everybody. So, you know, the word, when the scriptures talk about don't work on Sabbath, when the father commands that, it's always about making money. It's always about, uh, and go study this for yourself. Look up the words, look at how they're used in other places. It's always about reaping and sowing and tilling the ground and um, things that make money, buying and selling, all of that work. And that's why keeping Sabbath is an exercise in trust, because you trust the Father that on this day, He's going to meet your needs. You don't have to go out and do your money-making work. Unless you're washing dishes for a living. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. But when you're just doing dishes in your kitchen and keeping your kitchen tidy, that's not money-making work. That's just keeping a tidy, 
orderly home so that rodents don't come into your home, so that bug infestations don't come into your home. There's a lot of reasons to keep your kitchen tidy. So it is permissible to wash dishes. Now let's talk about some alternatives. If you're like me and you prefer not to wash dishes, what can you do? Um, A lot of us will, as we enter into um, Friday evening sundown, we make sure that our dishwasher is empty. So Friday afternoon, I will run the dishwasher even if it's not all the way full. Can you believe it? I will run a partial load so that I start Sabbath with with a completely empty dishwasher. Um, And again, I'm blessed. I have a dishwasher. (laughs) Not everyone does. So that's one tool you can do if you have a dishwasher. Just start with it empty so that you can just load it up and run it the next day. Although sometimes I run my dishwasher on Sabbath. I mean, that's not making me money. And it's certainly not me doing work because the dishwasher is even doing the work. It's just you can run your dishwasher on Sabbath if you have to. Uh, another thing is you can just stack the dishes in the sink neatly if they, if they fit. Another thing, um, is you can get dish basins, you know, like wash basins that you might take camping or something. If you need like sort of extra sink space, maybe your, your sink, the one half gets full, but you need more places to stack dishes neatly and tidy. You can put them into basins. So maybe you bring out the basins to put them in a, Um, on a certain place on the counter out of the way. And that's where you also can stack your dishes so that you don't have to do them. And yet they're neat and tidy and out of the way and not getting everything else gross (laughs) because they're in a basin. Um, I have on Passover when I had a lot of dishes and I, I just wanted to visit with my guests for a while after the meal, put the dishes into those basins. And my laundry room is right off of my dining room. It's on the first floor. So then I put those dishes into the laundry room on top of the washer and I closed the door so I didn't have to see them. (laughs) So I have done that as well. Uh, Another thing you can do, and I know a lot of people who just stack their dishes over Shabbat. They don't do the dishes and it's okay. If if you don't want to do the dishes, I'm not saying you have to do the dishes. Um, we're just talking about what people do. So some people, and I have done this and I still do this a lot too, is I use, uh, paper plates. I used to do it more. Now I'm trying to save more money. So I don't use paper products nearly as much. I use the empty dishwasher method most of all, but a lot of people will just use throwaway paper plates and plastic wear on Sabbath, even in their home and especially at their um, fellowship gatherings. Okay. A lot of people along that same lines for the food that they cook, for the food they bake and prepare, will also use throwaway things. Because it's really the food that's cooking that is the hardest to wash, right? The pans and the casserole, baking dishes and things. So they will buy those throwaway, um, like tinfoil ones, aluminum throwaway ones. So those that's a great way to go as, as well. Uh I often use crockpot liners, you know, those plastic liners that you can put in a crockpot. They also make them for um, roasters. So if you want, I, I really like roasters. I'm using, learning to use my roaster more and more for Shabbat because 
then you're not running the natural gas. Well, my stove is natural gas. Um, I'm just running electric and I think it's easier to keep it warm and keep it on the counter. And then I could put something else in the stove, but they also make roaster bags. And I know some of you don't like the plastic. It is BPA free. Um, check out what it is. But if you, if you want, you can get roaster bags and crock pot liners. And I have a page on my website, torasisters.com. I think it's called resources. I'll add that again, torasisters.com resources. And I'll have links to some of this stuff on Amazon if you're interested in looking at it, but you can get those things anywhere. So those are some other suggestions. Um, bottom line, it is permissible to do dishes, to clean off your counters, to keep your kitchen tidy, um, but it's not required. You can choose uh, and choose in, you know, with your husband in mind, what does he prefer? What does the family prefer? What works for the whole family? And again, don't make your Shabbat Shalom be dependent on something that the father doesn't address in scripture. I can't say that strongly enough. I really think that sometimes, and I do it too, we put our expectations of Shabbat rest on things that the father doesn't ever define as making the day set apart. So things like um, even our health, you know, there's so many people who endure Shabbats where, you know, their husband's in the hospital or they themselves are in the hospital and things like this. But Shabbat still comes and we ought still to have that Sabbath rest deep in our soul, regardless of circumstances that the father never addresses. Now, if you're out working and things like that, you're doing your money making work, you're going to be lacking Shabbat Shalom because you're breaking the father's commands. And that's on you. But any other circumstance that you're just creating for yourself should never steal your shalom because those circumstances can change and they are out of your control. And then lastly, I would just leave you with this. As you, if you find yourself, and I'm not judging you because I have been there, um, especially when my kids were small, I sometimes would find myself resenting the fact that my Sabbath wasn't as nice as someone else's Sabbath, right? And that was so wrong. I was declaring what made Sabbath set apart in my own heart when the father has already declared what makes Sabbath set apart and he never defined it by doing dishes or having a clean kitchen or a dirty kitchen or any of that stuff. He never defined set apartness for Shabbat as any of those things. So if I elevate it to that level, I'm stealing my own joy. And I can, I have some freedom there to choose, but then I have to be settled in where I, where I sit with it. But to leave you with a little encouragement to help you sort of reset your heart, if you're finding it resentful that you have to do, for a lot of us women, we don't have, a lot of you don't make money. You don't have that kind of Sabbath rest. The Sabbath can still be like the other days. Um, Look on my blog. There's a great article on there from my friend Rachel about this, but I would encourage you to remember how blessed you are. Most of my audience, most of you are in places where you have a sink and a drain and tons of different dishes that you don't have to use just one. 
We have multiple dishes. A lot of us have dishwashers. A lot of us have the money to buy paper plates. How blessed are we? How good and wonderful do we have it that we can even discuss these things? We are beyond blessed. So when you're stuck (laughs) washing those dishes, loading the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher on Shabbat, just remember, please, what an enormous blessing those items are. Um, and that those, that, those are not the things that make Sabbath set apart. The Father has declared in his word very clearly what makes Sabbath set apart. And don't make it harder than it is, ladies. It's wonderful the way he declared it to be wonderful. So um, I appreciate you listening. If you have ideas for more podcast topics, email me, amy at com, and I'll talk to you later. Shalom.